0: The late great blues sociologist ZZ Hill once said, "Oh, I've got a friend that lives across the street. He knows where your birthmark is, baby, and how many corns you've got on your feet. That's a heck of a friend, ain't it? I mean, with friends like that, who needs an enemy?" Have you ever stopped to consider what are the attributes of a friend? Have you ever made this statement or a similar statement? I'm too good of a friend to be treated this way. I have. And if you listen to this episode of The Essential Discourse, I'll share with you three things you can apply to your life that will free you from one-sided friendships, false friends, and teach you what attributes a person must have to be considered a friend. Hello everyone, I'm Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Essential Discourse Podcast, our show is a critical examination of black culture, specifically taboo topics that are embedded in our culture, which directly or indirectly affect our points of view, behaviors, and relationships. Not only do we identify problems, but we also put forward relevant, restorative, reasonable, and responsible solutions to remedy the identified problems. Thanks for joining us. Let's return to the show. Number one, you don't need a lot of friends. There's a TikTok voiceover that says, You don't need twenty friends. You just need three. ____. And with those three, ____, you can take over a country. That's where we are Confused as Americans, we think that we need all these. <laughs> no, just give me the three, and you're finished. The comic who's responsible for that sound bite is Joey Diaz. I've spoken similar words to my kids, colleagues, soldiers, and etc. over the course of time. Truth be told. I couldn't speak these words unless I had experienced the truth of the content. Growing up, I always wanted to be like I wanted to be popular, included, valued, and gazed upon as trustworthy. Naturally, when those things didn't happen, I wondered, what's wrong with me? Why don't they want to be my friends?" This was a big deal to a kid that grew up having no one in his age group around. My friend lived about 20 miles away. I had no siblings for the first 11 years of my life. My parents either couldn't or wouldn't support my extracurricular activities. And on top of all of that, I was extremely insecure about my appearance. It wasn't until I was in the 10th or the 11th grade that I began to find myself amidst all the uncertainty. It wasn't until I went to college that I truly felt comfortable in my skin and with who I was as a person. This confidence led me to locate my three bad and a bunch of associates I ignorantly labeled friends. The same thing happened when I transferred to a different college. My childhood friend transferred to this school as well. And I found another bad (laughs) and two, I found more associates. This brought my total number of friends to about five. That number hasn't changed in over 30 years. What has changed is that I now correctly identify associates for who and what they are. I didn't arrive to this place overnight. I had to do the painstaking work of evaluating those I had given the title of friend to. What I discovered in this assessment was that my loyalty, concern, willingness to give, and B, was not being reciprocated. How did I arrive to this conclusion? Well, I had to ask myself the same question TLC asked my generation in 1992 with these lyrics. What about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down? Are they going to be low down? Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you? I know some of you hardcore listeners out there that might be too bubblegum for you. Well, here's what MJG of the legendary group 8 Ball and MJG had to say about the subject. I'm thinking about hard times. Freeing my mind. Who in the gonna be my crutch? Holding me up. Helping me out. Making sure that I stay in touch. Where do I sleep? Who do I turn to when I be low on my cash? Who am I down with when 50... Talking about kicking my Who is my friends? Who is my folk? Who do I ask when I want to know? Something about something. But I don't know nothing. My ignorance is keeping me out in the cold. Who do I call on? When I need a ride. In somebody else's car. How do I get to point A to B? if B is just too far? Where can I get a loan? And where can I use the phone? Who's going to permit me to make a decision to come up in a house and live? Will I forever be paying my dues? Will I forever be singing the blues? Where will I find a shoulder when I want to lean? Know what I mean? When I'm needing some justification. Stuck in the same (laughs) location. Who is the friend who's helping me? Who's the buster that's hurting me? Who can I trust? Will you be there when the going gets tough? Or will I be hanging with (laughs) in the dust? Who wants to share my load when it's too heavy to carry? Or will I go crazy pulling the load alone so what's the point well the point is this more than half of the folk you refer to as friend your friend your boy my man your girl sis they're nothing more than pretenders at best and you should seriously appraise the value you place on these people for your life's sake look at the value that you place on them versus the value they place on you in regards to their lives you quickly discover that you've been fooling yourself and you've overestimated your importance to them this brings us to number two which has already been stated. You are not as important as you think you are. You may not be important at all to the folk you've labeled as friends. You're not important to the vast majority of folk you call friends. At best, you're in a non reciprocating friendship. And I'd be willing to bet good money that if you were to subject yourself to the same assessment that I subjected myself to, you would quickly discover that you are often the giver in these unhealthy, close-ended relationships. Another hip-hop reference. According to the legendary group Houdini, They say friends is a word we use every day. Most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Now you could look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask me, you know, I couldn't be much help because a friend is someone, somebody you judge for yourself that leads to this question haven't we been poor judges over the course of time in regards to who we give the title of friend to what's that you're still not certain in regards to if the person you've given the title of friend to is actually your friend well here's a checklist from a sermon I heard years ago that helped me to conduct my assessment. The minister's name is Craig L. Oliver. Should you like a scriptural reference? It is 1 Samuel, the 23rd chapter, verses 16 through 17. And here are the questions that arose from his survey of the scripture. Question number one. Does your friend Place himself in your experience. Question number two If so, when this person shows up, when this friend shows up, do they encourage you to endure? Do they encourage you to succeed? And do they believe in your potential? So the second question is in reference to Jonathan in the scripture. Jonathan is the son of King Saul. David, as we all know, is uh, the king in waiting. And Saul is in hot pursuit of David. He's trying to kill him because he wants to hold on to the throne. Jonathan, the king's son, is David's best friend and Jonathan did all these things that I just asked you about in regards to encouraging David to endure encouraging David to succeed and believing in David's potential now if you were to go back and you look at the book of Job Job had some so-called friends and you know the story of Job. Job lost everything, his house, cattle and children, working out everything that he had was gone. Job's wife even told him that you should curse God and die. And Job told the woman, you sound foolish. Don't sound like my wife. And Job's friends came over and they sat with him. And then they started to question him about, you had to do something, brother. I'm paraphrasing. You had to do something to bring this upon yourself. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm down and you're supposed to be my friend, that means you're supposed to know my character. You're supposed to know what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable of. I don't need you coming over here questioning my integrity, questioning my Faithfulness, questioning my loyalty. I don't need that. I need you to place yourself in my experience. And I need you to encourage me to endure. I need you to encourage me to see succeed. And I need you to believe in my potential. And here's the final question or the final point from that sermon. Is your friend genuinely happy for you? And is he or she happy at your point of elevation? If you are important to them, the answer to all three of these questions would be yes. That moves us to number three. We have to correct misplaced honor. We have to understand, believe, and know that it's an honor for someone to be our friend. It's an honor for someone to be my friend. And subsequently, we must carry ourselves in a manner that supports the following mandates. Mandate number one, expect and demand What you give to others from the same people. If I'm loyal, if I'm trustworthy, if I say good things behind your back and tell you the truth to your face, that's what I expect in return from you. Number two, alignment and our circles. You just can't be out here put loose, fancy free aligning yourselves with people who have no interest in what you're interested in who do not share the same passions as you share and just out here calling everyone your boy, your girl, sis, brother because the truth of the matter is Most of the people who are around you aren't with you. That's just the truth. So you have to get aligned with people who have the same passions, the same vision. Not the exact same vision as you have, because understand that your vision for your life and my vision for my life are different. However, the pathway in which we get there is similar. And you have to close that circle. That circle has to get smaller. You have to guard your heart and your mind. And you have to guard who you allow access to you. Number three. We've got to recognize and understand the difference between being loyal and being a fool. I don't think I need to expound on that much further. Number four, we have to recognize that familiarity, familiarity alone, does not equate to friendship. Being of the same ethnic group, religion, having gone to the same school, being a part of the same human bloodline, or a political party does not equate to friendship. Nor does being of a different ethnic group, religion, having gone to a different school, having different political associations, having different human bloodlines, and etc., that does not disqualify a person from being a candidate for. Your friend. Number five. Trust the candidates behavior. Trust the candidates for your friendship. Behavior. You should never rush into. This endeavor called making a friend. Give it some time. A person will eventually show you Who they are It's just like dating And we're all guilty of it We we show a person that we When we first meet them We show them the best side of us Right Because we want to make a good impression We We want to We want to impress them We want them to want to be around us because we are attracted to something about them. But over the course of time, you can't keep up that act. And the true you is made apparent. It's the same thing when you have a candidate for friendship. And when they show you the real them, You best believe them. If they prove to be trustworthy of the title friend, then good. If they disqualify themselves, you've saved yourself some grief while preserving your peace. We would all benefit from developing a concrete definition of what the word friend is to us as individuals. And once we have this definition, we must ensure that we do everything we can not to waver from it. We have to be highly, highly selective of who we grace with the title of friend. We cannot afford to allow associates, acquaintances, the type of access to us that is reserved for a true friend. I encourage you to let the following be the foundation for your development of your definition of a friend. Proverbs 12, 26, the A-Clause states, the righteous chooses their friends carefully. That's Proverbs 12, 26, and the A-Clause. Proverbs 18, verse 24, also the A clause, states, a person with too many friends comes to ruin. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Again, that's Proverbs 18, 24, the A clause. And finally, there's Proverbs 17-17 also the A-Clause and it states that a friend loves at all times Proverbs 17 17 the A-Clause I want to quote S.E. Hilton he is quoted as saying if you have two friends in your lifetime you're lucky If you have one good friend, you're more than lucky. I am both lucky and more than lucky. How about you? Well, that's our show. I want to thank you for listening to us, taking the time to invest into our show and engaging with us. It is much appreciated. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, recommend us to someone whom you think could benefit from the content that we discuss. Also, drop us a comment on one of our social media platforms or on our website. We look forward to hearing from you. And finally, consider joining our community. By joining our community, you'll be notified of new episodes and featured guests. You'll also receive our free newsletter and instantly become eligible to receive thank you prizes from Essential Discourse. All you need to do is subscribe and ensure that our communication to you makes it into your email inbox. You can subscribe at www.edpshow.com Com. Until the next time, be kind to yourself and even kinder to others. You've been listening to The Essential Discourse with Bruce Smith. Peace.